He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on the Hill Country Patriot. A little crispy this morning. Had a little, uh, a little, uh, a little frost on the pumpkins uh, before the sun came up, and uh, and uh, it went away pretty quick. But it was there. So yeah, crispy mornings, warm afternoons. We call it winter. Welcome to Texas. Um, got a great program lined up for you today. We have a candidate coming on at the bottom of the hour, Dr. Bone, Dr. Mary Bone, who is running for our State Board of Education, very, very important seat. And um, this is going to be, this This is a big deal. And uh, this is, uh, I'm really looking forward to this interview with Dr. Bone and uh, finding out why she is running. And her story, you know, I have that same question of everybody, why are you running? You know, what do you want to do? Her story, you don't even have to ask her why if you've been following anything going on in the uh, state of Texas for the last two years. You will know who she is and you'll know why she's running, but we're going to ask her anyway. So that's the bottom of the hour. Uh, Pastor Greg's going to come on 15 minutes early, so we're going to have him uh, here after the first break. But we've got some things for your calendar first. And that would be that if you're listening right now, if you want to be part of Texas at the Capitol today, um, you should probably be on the road right now. If you live in uh, Fredericksburg, you should be pulling out past the city limits right now, and you're going to have to speed a little bit. But that's at 1030. Anybody listening closer, um, if you're listening online, uh, the Texas is going to be meeting in the rotunda at 1030 today, in the rotunda at 1030. Not in the parking lot, not in the visitor's parking lot, but in the rotunda at 10.30, that's today. They are going to be pushing, obviously, uh, the plan for Texas uh, to leave the union, a plan to leave the union, not leave the union, a plan to leave the union so that we'll have something ready to go. That is uh, today at 10.30. Um, Then let's go. Boy, everybody decided the 15th of... uh, this month was going to be the day to have a meeting, so let's start in uh, the morning at 12.30 at noon. That's not morning. Uh, early afternoon, the Second Amendment focus group is going to be of the Fredericksburg Tea Party is going to be meeting at Altos de Jalisco in uh, Friedrichsburg. I just feel like when we pronounce these words in Spanish, we ought to pronounce the German ones in German. Um, so Altos de Jalisco in Friedrichsburg. Um, and that is at 12.30 today. Um, then, no, uh, no, 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 12.30 Thursday the 15th, 15th Thursday the 15th, day after tomorrow. Um, and then at uh, 1 o'clock on Thursday the 15th in Kerrville at the Museum of Western Art is going to be uh, Sid Miller, your state uh, uh, agriculture commissioner. And if you didn't hear my interview with him, you can go uh, to the podcast sites and find my interview with uh, Sid Miller. And um, also, we have uh, West Verdell will be there as well. This is an event for 4-H and FFA people, uh, but it is also open to the public. And so 
That is Thursday at 1 o'clock at the Museum of Western Art. Then Thursday at 6 o'clock at Buzzies. We've got the Beekeepers at Buzzies on Thursday night, the 15th. Uh, Steve uh, Lehman is going to call. I believe Steve's going to be on the air with me tomorrow to talk about the Beekeepers at Buzzies. Um, also, on the 15th at the Wyo Conference Center, a candidate forum for Kerrville and uh, Ker, uh, for Kerr County uh, uh, candidates and for Kerrville candidates. It's at the Wyo Conference Center at 630 this Thursday, the um, moderator for that is going to be one of the most amazing conservative. Um, uh, he's a he is a campaign manager, a campaign runner. He's been very very active for many many years. His name is Luke Macias, and uh, Luke is a friend. His family are friends, and uh, he has hill country roots. And now he is known across the state of Texas and even across the country as being someone who gets conservatives elected. So he's the guy, he is the guy who is responsible for so many conservatives in the state of Texas getting elected. And so what an amazing uh, person to um, uh, for you to, uh, to be a moderator because he knows the conservative movement. And he knows what uh, uh, conservatives all are about. So he will have the right questions. <laughs> he will be the right moderator for this event. This is going to be real good. And he uh, did agree to come on the air with me on Thursday. So we'll have Luke Macias on the air Thursday with me. And I'm thinking that, um, yeah, not only we're going to talk about Thursday night, but Luke is a wealth of information on things that are happening in the state of Texas so I'm going to take that opportunity to uh, bounce around a bunch of the insanity that's been going on and get uh, another viewpoint uh, besides mine on what's happening in the state of Texas. So I'm looking forward to that visit with Luke on Thursday. Uh, going further out on the 19th uh, at Faith Christian Church in Kerrville, the Hill Country Patriots are going to be uh, hosting uh, primary candidates, and I will get you more Information down that is on the 19th. That uh, is uh, Monday, next Monday, and that's at Faith Christian Church. I've got a couple of save the dates going out there in the future for you. Um, from March the 4th through the March of the 8th, that week is going to be a, uh, a book fair in uh, Fredericksburg uh, here in the Hill Country. And um, it is a good book fair. No, no porn for your kids. No tranny books for your kids. Um, and uh, so that book fair is being brought by Moms for Liberty, and uh, it is uh, it's it's an alternative to the uh, Scholastic and other book fairs that have been around for a while, who are now promoting all of this insanity, uh, all this insanity about um, insanity about mutilating your children. Um, through chemistry and um, yeah, that's uh, that's where your regular book uh, fairs. That's where they're going. So here's an opportunity for a real book fair that doesn't have all that junk in it. Another save the date, May 18th. Please save the date for May 18th. An event uh, going to be a free movie. Everybody loves a free movie. Going to be a free movie. Um, ben Franklin is going to be in town. And uh, I believe this is the uh, first appearance of Ben Franklin in the Hill Country. And I'm very excited to welcome Ben uh, for on May 18th. We're working on getting George Washington uh, to join Ben 
and uh, not sure where where that's standing right now. But a movie, Ben Franklin and maybe George Washington, May 18th at the Y.O. in Kerrville. Get that on your save the date, please. Um, and uh, we'll uh, give you all the details. May 18th is a long ways away. So besides today being Tuesday the 13th, uh, to all my Colombian friends, uh, beware out there. Be careful today, um, Tuesday the 13th. Um, so we've got some words of wisdom from Ben Franklin before we take off and the phone's lighting up. So uh, here's uh, words of wisdom. 1736, 1736, Ben Franklin writes in his almanac, poor Richard's almanac, he that scatters thorns, let him not go barefoot. He that scatters thorns, let him not go barefoot. Folks, we're going to take a short break. And when we get back, we'll have Pastor Greg Young on the line with me. Y'all stay tuned. Texas politicians fear him. He's Matt Long. The Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are wasting no time. Got Pastor Greg on the line with me and uh, moved his time schedule today around for me. Uh, good morning, Pastor Greg, and welcome to the Matt Long Show. It's Tuesday. Hey, it is Tuesday. Good morning, Matt, and good morning, Hill Country Patriots. Great to be with you and great to have you join Children's Generation Radio. You know, we were talking yesterday, and one of the uh, things that came up, the shooting Sunday at the church um, in Houston, where a seven-year-old, now we know as a seven-year-old child, was uh, severely injured, um, and a, another person was uh, shot in the leg, but the shooter was taken out immediately by two uh, good guys with guns, and the thing I noticed immediately about the story was that the race of the shooter was not mentioned. Now, 20 years ago, that would have not have been a big deal. But today, when we have story breaks like that, um, if they don't mention any, anything about the shooter uh, right off the bat, you know it doesn't fit into the narrative. So, Pastor Greg, did you get that uh, same feeling from that news when it broke on uh, Sunday and Monday? Well, I thought it was interesting that, that it was very secretive in how they, you know, kind of tried to keep the identity and, and everything else. So, so yeah, that, that was concerning. Um, the description, the trench coat and so forth, that was concerning to me. But I'll tell you something else. As, as I've been reading and, and, and searching across for, you know, different stories, and that is that the uh, that Epoch, Epic Times is the only one that has identified the trans issue. Yeah, I saw that too, and I did. I'm seeing it come up on on other smaller um, websites, but the biggest one and the biggest one is Epoch Times, and we find out now that this is this is a biological woman. Uh, this is a biological woman. There was a lot of criticism yesterday of the Houston Police Department calling her a she when everybody assumed it was a, a man pretending to be a woman, but it wasn't. It was a woman who had spent big part of her life pretending 
to be a man. In other words, we have a pretty mentally, spiritually sick person. Wouldn't you say that, Pastor Greg? Well, I, yeah, there's no question about that. The, the other piece to this that they're not doing much uh, highlighting on, but I think it's something you, you and I have talked about. I know I've talked about quite a bit on my program uh, in the past, and, and that is the fact that, you know, she had uh, free Palestine on, on her rifle um, and that she used her own son uh, as a human shield and, and, you know, the, the son, it looks like, is, is likely, I, I don't know what the latest update is, but uh, they say that the, there's a strong chance the son's not going to survive. I, I have to wonder, too, there's been absolutely uh, media silence with regards to the father-slash-ex-husband. Um, his voice has not been heard at all. I haven't seen any, any quotes from him at all. The only thing that we think we know about the father, the divorced um, father, is that he is uh, uh, Israeli, he is Jewish, um, her Palestine sticker on her gun, and using a, a child as a human shield um, this ought to be this ought to be an an an, an a wake up call because it, you tie it to the border. How many people do we have coming across the border, Pastor Greg, whose ideologies are the very same as hers, and who are going to stoop as low as using humans as shields and attack Christians? What tie this into the border issue? Well, I, I think it's absolutely tied into that. But I think also that, you know, Joel Osteen, and, and I know people have criticisms of Joel. I, I, uh, a friend of mine was a, a former worship leader there under John Osteen. And I have another friend of mine who, along with Steve Muncy, used to go there monthly at the invitation of Joel to preach because Joel's message is a message of encouragement and exhortation. That's his gifting. Uh, Pastor Muncie and my friend Pastor Miller, who was a part of ordaining me, uh, are more holiness and purification, and they preach repentance. And Joel wanted to make sure that that repentance message continued to be preached at Lakewood, but it was not his gifting. It was not uh, how, how God equipped him. Um, and I have another friend in the entertainment world, uh, a gentleman named Kent Jacobs, who met with uh, Joel, and, and they did a production together, and he said, man, he said, Joel is the real deal. He said he's the most Christian man that I've ever met in my life. Um, that all being said, I have been frustrated with his platform and the fact that he has not addressed cultural issues. That he that he that he just basically says I'm not going to talk about those things. I I think that part of the messaging in this that comes to light is is that no matter how much you want to um, not deal with these issues, not address these issues, at some point in time they are going to come to roost at your doorstep. They're coming for you. You 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 cannot hide from 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 this evil that is coming and and this is a long-term criminal 
Uh, I was going to post about that, that she's a trans man. So we have trans women, which are men pretending to be women, and then we have trans men, which are women pretending to be men. Mm -hmm. um, it, it is, we live in a very fallen and perverted world, and it's, it's going to touch us, and we have to address it. It has to be discussed, but with a compassionate word that says, hey, we have the solution to your sin problem, and his name is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, that kind of ties in. Uh, this was this was something we talked about last night, but I don't know that I had intended for it to be a topic, but you, you uh, kind of almost tied it in to uh, it's the same kind of problems or issues I'm having with that television ad series called He Gets Us. Um, there's a whole lot of Jesus is a really nice guy and a really good person, um, and and he understands everything he went through. But in that whole, um, uh, so far, all of that uh, commercials that we have seen, um, they don't show, they don't get to Christ as God, Christ as the Savior, and and uh, they they make Jesus more human and less godly. And I haven't quite figured that one out. And uh, what what are your feelings on those commercials? Well, the problem with those commercials is this: if if mainline denominations and and people could find churches that were bringing the the doctrine of sin and repentance and turning to Jesus Christ and transformation, and you could find that true gospel message being preached then I would say that those messages that are kind of soft-pedaling in an effort to get somebody intrigued enough to go to church would be fine. But the problem is is that 70% of mainline denominations preach a perverted version of the Scriptures as it is. So it's very difficult for the average person to walk into the church and actually find a church that's actually preaching the truth. And so that being said, when you water down the message even more and all you say is, is Jesus is love, Jesus is love, well, they didn't kill Jesus. They didn't crucify Christ because he preached love and handed out candy canes and rode on a unicorn and, and passed out daisies. They preached or they crucified Christ because he preached repentance, because he called them out for their sins, because he was tearing down the temple system, because he challenged Rome's idolatry of the Caesars, and he said there is one true God, and you're not representing him, and you create rules that not only are they prohibiting your ability to enter in, but those that you are proselytizing to as well. And it's man-made, and it's wrong, and I'm here to bring you the truth, not to abolish the law, but to show you that if you will turn to me, I'll write the law upon your hearts, keeping the commandments, the ones I gave you, are not going to be egregious. Hmm, Pastor Greg, you just underlined and highlighted the reason I enjoy so much and want to bring you onto this program every Tuesday. Great message. Thank you very much. i got to cut you off early today, but Pastor Greg, once again, thank you very much for your message today. Thank you, Matt. God bless you. God bless the Hill Country, and let's keep our eyes on Christ.
There we go, folks. Uh, Pastor Greg and um, great message. And um, we're going to take a short break, and we will be right back. Y'all stay tuned. He owns the largest collection of do-rags in Gillespie County. He's Matt Long. Born to be We're going to keep moving here. I have on the line with me Dr. Mary Bone, who is a candidate for State Board of Education Place 10, which if you're my terrestrial listening audience, uh, then this is uh, someone who is going to be on your ballot. And uh, for so many years, people would come up to me and say, Matt, what's this on the uh, uh, this SBOE thing on 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 the uh, on the ballot? What what does that mean? And there was very little importance for many years placed on that position. But that has all changed. I'd like to welcome Mary Bone, Dr. Mary Bone uh, from Round Rock onto the Matt Long show. Good morning, Dr. Bone. Good morning, Matt. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I am um, one of the first questions I always ask candidates is, um, you know, you got to tell us why in the world, uh, especially someone who's challenging an incumbent, why in the world do you want this position? And, you know, what's wrong with the guy who's doing it now, the guy or the gal who's doing it now? But I can I can skip that question question with Dr. Bone, because her story, if you're not familiar with Round Rock School District and what the convulsions they've been going through the last, I'm going to say at least two years, um, if you haven't heard that, well, man, sit up straight and listen to this. Dr. Bone, would you give us some of the background as to why you are running for the State Board of Education? Yes, thank you for letting me uh, tell the story of where I came from here in Round Rock. And I got on the board in 2020, at the end of 2020, so the COVID lockdowns, and I thought I was going to get on and make a difference and, you know, help the kids get back into school and, and learn. And we ended up, our district let go of the superintendent we had and hired a new superintendent. And right after the superintendent was hired, we found out that he had a um, temporary, at the time, a temporary restraining order against him for violence against a, another educator. And, Prior to that, we'd actually been in what we called the mass wars with our um, other trustees on the board. And that combined with this new issue with the superintendent set me and another trustee on the board, uh, Danielle Weston, against the other five uh, trustees on the board on these two big issues. And shortly after finding out that our superintendent had a temporary restraining order, some dads in the community started coming up to the mic and talking about it. Um, the dads were also very frustrated about the mass mandates that were going on. And the community was really pushing back on the other five in our, uh, on our board. And then these two dads all of a sudden were arrested one evening and at their homes in front of their children and taken to jail and, and made uh, to stay in jail for a whole evening and then the next day, uh, Trustee Weston and I found out that we were going to be censured, and we found out on those censure documents that they were accusing us of also uh, breaking these penal code violations that they had arrested the dads for. 
and this set us up for a battle against the other five. Um, and again, we were just fighting, you know, to get the mask off of the children and to do an investigation on the, the superintendent that had this restraining order. We also then, after that, during the same time, uh, the pornographic books started showing up um, in our schools, and we started fighting against those. We had a transgender student that was using the girls' private spaces, and Trustee Weston and I were trying to get policies put in place on, on those issues. So we have seen all of these issues pop up in our district. We have worked with the state and our current SBOE member trying to get some of these issues resolved at the state level because these are not local issues. And we just have had no movement. So that is kind of the, the short story. Of course, there's a lot of twists and turns in there. Um, but that's the, the genesis of why I'm running now for the, the state board is to get a platform and to help these students in our districts and uh, other local trustees. And um, actually, one of my biggest platforms, too, I should say, is also the education gap. I mean, during this whole time, our district goal set at, you know, students can read and write at, you know, 30% of our students in like third grade can read and write. So there's a lot of issues in public ed right now, and, and I'm just wanting a platform to go and, and help solve some of these issues. Well, I can't think of anybody more experienced and more having been in the middle of the mess. You know, so often we have people running for office who uh, we've got a local here running for office who we we can't even find any record of this person running uh, ever voting in a primary, and he's running to be a, a a representative for this area, and we we don't have any record of him ever being engaged anyway in 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 the capital or in in local issues, and yet he's running for office. And so when someone comes along like Dr. Mary Bone and has this has all of this experience in, in, in getting onto the State Board of Education with knowing all this essentially insider information, I think that makes Mary Bone, Dr. Bone, a tremendous candidate, and I will be absolutely supporting Dr. Bone. I want to give your uh, website to people. It's dr, as in doctor, drbone, the number four, tx.com, drbone, the number four, tx.com. Talk to us about the role of uh, the State Board of Education in selecting or the part, the role they play in the materials that our students get in the classroom. Dr. Bone, please. Yeah, the State Board of Education, they do set the curriculum standards, but as you were talking about, they also review and adopt instructional material, and that can include textbooks that are adopted at the SBOE level. And these textbooks are now going to have um, money tied to them that if districts select certain textbooks that are approved by the State Board of Education, that they can, the districts will be given a compensation. Um, in Texas, school boards can still select other materials, but again, the materials um, that are selected by the State Board of Education are obviously given a priority um, or can be given a priority over uh, other material. And it, that is another reason that I am running. Our current uh, State Board of Education member voted on a health textbook that it now includes the, the terms pregnant person instead of pregnant woman. Um, and it also says that birth begins at, uh, life begins at birth and not conception. So those are just not values that I believe Texans hold and uh, Texans in District 10. So that was another reason that I stepped up to run. How can how can folks help you, Dr. Bone? Is your campaign going good? 
Um, and how's your reception in your hometown there at Round Rock? What, um, how's that looking in, in Round Rock? Because you, you've been at the top of the news in Round Rock for several years now. How is that being received in your hometown? Yeah, I think the biggest question I get is who, who's going to take your place on the board? Um, of course, people want to see our current, you know, our school board here. They want to know that somebody's going to step up and, and take my place here. And we are working on finding people to, to run and take take my spot here on our board because obviously my local school district means a lot to me. Um, so, you know, if people are listening from the Round Rock area. We, we obviously want good people to step up here in Round Rock and run. And my candidacy is being well-received all across Williamson County. In fact, all the 27 counties that I go to, if, if I'm in the room uh, with Mr. Maynard, who I'm running against, um, I'm very well-received. People can tell that I am very passionate about this. I do have a systems engineering uh, PhD, and I'm a consultant for NASA. I have the skills and obviously the passion that it's going to take to go in and make change. If folks want to help, it's really just, you know, this is grassroots, sharing my name. It's always hard to beat an incumbent, as anybody in politics knows. So it's really just, you know, making sure to, you know, go to my Facebook page, share my post, uh, tell your neighbor, um, you know, you can get a hold of me. Obviously, donations are always very helpful. Money on these lower-level ballots are, are always very low. So they can go to my website that you gave them, drbone4tx.com, and, and provide a donation. How's your how's your support from uh, the Williamson uh, uh, Republican Party? Yeah, if you follow Williamson County politics, our party chair uh, stepped down. Um, our party chair that's currently there has actually never been a supporter of Trustee Weston and I, even when we were having all of these battles at our local school district. So party politics are in the counties are always interesting. Um, so here in Williamson County, the the party is right now kind of, you know, disjointed if you're following everything that's happening in my, my home county here with our chair actually not running. We're getting a new chair. Um, and there's a real divide here between the grassroots and, and what we call the establishment. So obviously have broad support from the grassroots. Um, I have broad support from lots of the establishment, but there is a, a strong establishment. Um, and lots of the new rhinos, I mean, I'll just have to say it, that they're you know, they don't share the same values that are on the Republican platform, and they don't support those. And, again, lots of them did not step up um, when Trustee Wesson and I were having these issues with dads being arrested and pornographic books in schools and, you know, transgender students using, you know, women's private spaces at schools. Um, our own county politics here in Williamson didn't step up. So I'm looking forward to a change here in Williamson County, actually. It'll be uh, refreshing, and hopefully we'll get somebody that will step up and, and support these core values of the Republican Party. You know, what you're, what, that, what you're talking about, Williamson County, is not unusual at all. There's a real big, um, I think it was, uh, oh, someone in D.C., it might have been McConnell, who said recently that there is a change of attitude or a change there's a change in the air happening in the republican party and i think there's a lot of people slowly catching on to that and of course with any time with change the old guard is not going to be happy and the new guard there's always going to be that clash um, but i think the movement of the republicans right now in the state of texas and overall is going towards this new more conservative area 
And I, you know, when we talked, uh, Mary, Dr. Bone and I talked uh, off air the other day, and uh, I was looking at her credentials, and I said, I don't know. You've got you've got three engineering degrees. Am, am I reading that right? I do. I have a, a bachelor's in aerospace, a master's in systems, and a PhD in systems engineering. You are currently a consultant for NASA? I am. I currently consult for NASA, mostly with their digital engineering transformation and a systems engineering expert. Man, I I'm telling you what I grew up. I grew up in the space age. I was born in 1959, and I grew up with the astronauts and NASA and going to the moon and all of that. And so, anytime I meet anybody that's associated with NASA, I'm just I'm awestruck. I'm awestruck. Um, but uh, your background and your your when we say Doctor Bone, this is your uh, PhD doctor. You're not a medical doctor, is that? I'm I'm trying to just dis- differentiate here. That that is correct. I'm also a professor, so that's usually where the doctor comes up. Is Doctor Bone for for when I teach? My goodness, I can't tell you. I don't know. You've got two. Looks like I'm looking at a picture on Dr. Bone, Doctor Bone, the number four tx dot com. Looks like you've got a pretty uh, couple of uh, pretty young daughters. Tell us about your girls. I do. I have two daughters. Um, they are actually a senior and a freshman now. That picture's a, a little bit old. Um, but they uh, obviously are, are the center of my life. Um, you know, we are a Christian family, so we put God first. But my, my girls... Um, are definitely something that I believe are a gift from God, and I believe that, you know, I send them to school every day, and that is another reason I'm running, is that I think our children need to be uh, protected at school. They need to feel safe at school. Um, they need to be able to hold their Christian values at school. And those are things that I'm seeing even in my own children. My youngest daughter actually decided not to go to our local public high school, and she has chosen to go to a, a charter school um, because of the things that we have seen at our local high school and things that she just didn't feel comfortable with as a Christian. So uh, that's that was my next question. Do your uh, your children, you've got a senior and then a younger one, you said just decided to go to a charter school. But up until then, your girls have been in public schools? Yes, uh, we've actually had an interesting path. My, my daughter started out in public school, and then they went to private school for a few years. And then we actually had to come back to public school, and I, I love public school. My husband and I were both public school kids, went to public universities, and my youngest has dyslexia, and I'm very open about that. I think kids with dyslexia, you know, need the support, and special education is a heart of mine. Um, those kids also need a lot of support from our, our school districts. And so we had to come back um, for her dyslexia, because at the private school, they, you know, those services sometimes are not able to be given for kids with uh, dyslexia, and especially if they're twice gifted, like my daughter, who was also gifted and talented. So we came back to public school, and we've been in public school now for many years, and I've been very active in public school. My my oldest is still in, you know, our local high school. Um, uh, Dr. Bone, can you stick with us through a short break, please, ma'am? Yeah, absolutely. All right, but uh, when we get back, I'm going to get... We're going to ask you to talk about school choice and then also uh, your stump speech. So, uh, folks, y'all stay tuned. While we're at break, you can go to drbone4texas.com. That's D-R-Bone, B-O-N-E, the number four, T-X, 
com. Go check that out. We're going to take a short break, and I will be right back. All right, we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. I know you have choices, but you're listening to your information station, the Hill Country Patriot. And I want to thank you for listening. And uh, once again, we have Dr. Mary Bone on the line with me, and her website is drbone, the number four, tx.com. Y'all go check it out. Um, If you live in State Board of Education District 10, this is the person I'm going to be voting for. I know the Fredericksburg Tea Party has endorsed Dr. Bone. Uh, Moms for Liberty has endorsed Dr. Bone, I believe. I am pretty certain on that. Um, folks, this lady has been in the trenches and is now uh, doing the right thing, moving on up into uh, a higher, I don't know if it's a higher position, but a different position for the State Board of Education for the state of Texas. Now, Dr. Bone, talk to us about school choice. That's been a big topic in the last legislative session. It, it is a big topic, and I get asked this question at about every meeting I go to. And I do start out by saying that you can't paint it with a broad brush because lots of times I'll ask people, the first question I reply is, what, what do you think school choice is? And, you know, I have some people say, are you for vouchers for the rich? And I don't think any of us would say, oh, we're for vouchers for the rich. That's, I don't think, the, the goal that anybody is trying to do. Um, I do believe that there needs to be choice. Um, I'm always very transparent. I did go to the Capitol, and I testified that at this time, I do think there needs to be some kind of school choice and school vouchers. And what that looks like, um, obviously, is up to the legislators. And it is something I think that the State Board of Education should use their platform to, you know, work with legislators on what they're seeing and, and maybe what some of the solutions are. So I, I am for school choice of some sort. I will say I followed this fairly closely in the in the very fourth, the last session, which was the fourth call session. I believe what was on the table was it was $400 million, which I tell people that's less than what Round Rock ISD gets. We get about uh, $520 million a year. So the $400 million a year um, was going to be for these ESAs, and it, there was a hierarchy. And the, the top folks that would get them were SPED students, that they could get an ESA and choose, you know, where they wanted to take their kids. And then the second level was uh, socioeconomic disadvantage, or disadvantaged socioeconomic students that were in failing schools. And then you had socioeconomic um, disadvantaged students in that third tier that would get these vouchers. And... I think that's moving towards a solution that we should see. Um, I do think students need choice. What I have seen in my own district um, is really appalling. It's, I don't think people get to see, and I know people don't get to see when these students come to us for their grievances and parents are crying, um, the students are upset, and sometimes the administration in our district has brought no evidence of why the student is you know, being either reprimanded or what happened to the student. And our board just votes with the, the administration. And what I have seen is people that are wealthy or have means, they've already moved to other districts or they've moved their student. They've, they have school choice. The rich already have school choice in our, in our country. 
But what I see is that it's the students that their parents, you know, were like my parents. I grew up in poverty. I grew up, you know, with two uh, parents that had to work. Those parents are left without options, and they're stuck in these uh, public schools, sometimes failing public schools. And I like to remind people that our public schools right now have really not had accountability for four years because of COVID, and then we only had one year of accountability. And then this year, um, if you've been following, there's a lawsuit, and the accountability ratings have not been released. And you have to have two uh, F ratings in the accountability system for the state to come into your district and start working with schools that are failing. So parents don't even know right now what their student school you know, rating is, and parents need a choice. So there needs to be something. Um, what that looks like, I think we do need to be cautious about. Um, and then I also tell people, go look at the research, because I'm a researcher. The research I have seen from other states, Texas is not the first state to do school choice, the research shows that it does not hurt uh, public schools. It actually helps public schools. So we do have to be rational, and we do have to go look at other states that have already done this, and everything looks positive. And I think people need to go look at that, um, because at the end of the day, we need to do what's right for the students. I mean, not what's right for the adults. You know, you brought up something. I wrote down about six more topics, and I only have like five minutes left. So we're I'm going to have to get you back on to answer some more questions. But one of the things you brought up was the amount of money that uh, the school district gets. I taught school for nine years. I'm certified in the state of Oregon. I imagine it would be fairly easy for me to apply in Texas and get that uh, certificate moved over to Texas if I wanted to. I've taught in rural school districts. I taught in an inner city school district. And then I also taught in a private American school overseas. Um, And so I do have some education background. Um, One of the things I heard teaching and that I continue, we keep continuing to hear that the only problem public schools have is the money. Is Is that true? Did public schools just need more money in order to do a better product? You know, I hear this, this statement about the money, and I do have to be cautious because I, I was raised in a rural, small school district, and I think every district, because the funding formulas are different, um, but I can talk for my school district in Round Rock because I have been there, and we have a spending problem. Um, ours is not a revenue problem. We have, you know, if something needs $100,000, they just spend it. in in our school district, and they do a lot of those, and I I call it a death by a thousand cuts, um, and they just hand out these $100,000 contracts. So in our school district, we definitely have a lot of waste, and that needs to be reined in before we complain about the revenue um, and get our spending reined in. Um, I do think that there could be school districts out there that, you know, funding might be an issue, but again, I think it's in these bigger school districts, I, I don't think that's the problem. All right, thank you. Um, the let's uh, since we are running out of time, I'm going to give you a chance here uh, for a couple of minutes to just basically give us your your stump speech or anything you wished I would have asked you that I didn't. So uh, the floor is yours, uh, Doctor Bone, folks. Her website is drbone for the number four tx dot com. Uh, Doctor Bone, the floor is yours. Thank you. I just want to reiterate that I am running against an incumbent who has been in office for going on 12 years. And I would just like to ask people, you know, are you happy with the direction that education has been going in the past 12 years? Because I am not. And lots of that has to do not with all of the 
social things that have moved in, but it actually has to do with the academics. You know, we talk a lot about the social, but, you know, in Texas, um, some numbers that just came out, 43% of third through eighth Algebra one uh, math students met grade level last year. 52% uh, met grade level for English one and two. Um, these are not great numbers academically. We need our State Board of Education members to use their voice, use their platform, use their position to work with our legislators and work with our state level officials to get our academics in Texas um, to where our students are learning and where they can be productive members of society when they get out and that they can go meet their dreams, where they can be a NASA engineer um, or an astronaut or an Air Force pilot, whatever they want to be. Um, maybe they want to go work on HVAC, but we need to make sure that our students um, are prepared for life and have the life skills, whether that's career or technology. You know, if they want to go be a farmer, they should be able to go be a farmer and understand all the science behind farming. So, again, I'm running um, because I'm not happy with the current state of education, and I, I hope others uh, will join me and, and share uh, my name and my platform and, you know, ask me the hard questions like you are, Matt. Dr. Bone, thank you so much. We are out of time. I am going to get you back on the air uh, sometime and uh, go go back through some of these other questions that you brought up that I wouldn't even have uh, I wouldn't even have thought of until you brought them up. I'm going to go back and re-listen to today's interview and I'm going to prepare and uh, we're going to get you back on the air again, folks. This is uh, Dr. Bone's website is drbone the number four tx dot com. Go check it out. Any support you can give Dr. Bone, we would appreciate it. If you want to block walk, if you want to get some signs, any of those things are helpful. But the best thing you can do is talk to your friends and family. Dr. Bone, thank you very much for taking the time to join me today. Thanks, Pat. All right, folks. Um, you got lots of choices to make. Um, this is a position, and I said this before. I've said this before. This State Board of Education, I can't tell you how many times people have um, uh, come up and asked me, what, what, what is this? Who, who, what do they do? All right, what, what do they do? They oversee the schools in Texas. Now, they do not have a tremendous amount of power um, because we still believe in local, 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 that decisions made at the local level are the best decisions made. And so the State Board of Education, they can do things like recommend a book, a recommend a course, but the school doesn't have to follow it. And so we kind of, I like the looseness of it, and yet I think, I think it needs to be tightened up a little bit, um, especially when it comes to some of the curriculum, and uh, especially the health and sex ed curriculum. And... Um, so I think Dr. Bone is the person to do that. You've heard her. I loved her very transparent answer about uh, school choice and about funding. Uh, these were not answers that these were these were not the red meat answers. These were the answers from someone who has a clear vision of what's going on. And so I appreciate that. KRNH HD2, Kerrville, K271CH, Fredericksburg, K2A2BI, Kerrville, the Hill Country Patriot.